Good morning, everyone. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. What's up? Happy Monday. You know, we're just cruising right on through May. (laughs) So uh, we're in the middle of May. And you guys, I often have said that I'm not going to push you anymore. If you haven't, uh, you know, done the basics of what you set out to do for 2020. I mean, and no excuses. Get, I get it. It's a pandemic. People are going to miss targets. People are going to miss goals. Things are going to get delayed. But delays aren't denials. So take this time and fix your plan. Make a plan if you don't have one. But get your strategy together. Know what you want to accomplish for this year. And be sincere and be clear. A lot of people complain all the time. I, nothing goes my way. I can't get it off the ground. Ain't nobody won't, nobody help me and all this stuff. And everybody makes all these excuses. Well, I tried and like it just didn't work. And, da, da, you know, hey, it's fine. You know, people fail. If you're an entrepreneur, you know failure really well. I'm going to actually bring on a guest that I had uh, on in the past that she was launching her her business. And two years later, I know for a fact that she's had some real struggles, but she's come out on the other side with a better brand. So, you know, stop making excuses is my point. You know, life is challenging. You will be presented with challenges. But I think the one area that I see constantly where people... Um, The thing that successful people have in common is that they don't uh, let their challenges beat them. They just use them for motivation. And that's true for sports. That's true for business. That's true for uh, trying to climb any kind of corporate ladder. That's true in every area of your life. You know, one thing that motivates me constantly is when I was in eighth grade. Yeah, it's going back a ways. Uh, Back then, uh, I feel like a unicorn now, but back then I wasn't. There were a lot of uh, black middle-class kids, working-class families who could afford Catholic school, and they sent their kids to Catholic school. And that was me. And so in eighth grade, at that time, you had to test into the high school of your choice. If you wanted to go to a Catholic high school, uh, you had a test in and um, uh, along with the test, you know, you had a, I think you had to do an interview and then you also had to have letters of reference and all this stuff. It was like major. And all my friends wanted to go to Rosati Kane and I wanted to go to Rosati Kane. It's an all girls Catholic high school here in the city. And it, it's, you know, I don't know if it's prestigious, but it's well known and it's got a good reputation and it was the school to go to uh, when I was picking high schools. And um, my eighth grade teacher, who I liked and admired, uh, who I thought liked and admired me, uh, we had a teacher conference, a parent teacher conference. It was me and my mom. And she looked me right in the face and was just like, look, you're not smart enough to go to Rosati Kane. They want the cream of the crop and you're not that. And I was devastated, but it ignited something in me because I just felt like that is not true. That is a lie. And, you know, my mom is not that mom. She will never cross a teacher in front of me. Uh, But that day she was like, we both left there like, you know, fuck her. Um, And I applied anyway and I got in. And, you know, I think she did more damage to me. 
uh, than I, I realized because while I got in, I really didn't have a lot of academic confidence. And so, you know, I did really well in the classes I liked. So that's history and English based things. Really no problem. Writing, got you. But, you know, she did nothing to help my self-esteem in science and math. And, you know, and I think uh, she motivated me to to try to do something that I wanted, you know, for somebody to just look you in the face and tell you you're not smart enough. Man, mother, fuck you, man. And that's how I felt. And my mom, like I said, is not that mom. She, she would never just like, as we used to say, jump bad on the teacher, but we didn't get outside of ourselves. But I remember we both were like, she is crazy. That's where you want to go. Then that's where you're going to go. And you know, I got in and it's motivated me. You know, I'm fired up just thinking about it. And I wish I had been, I mean, you can't go back and change anything, but I wish I had been more aware of the damage that she was doing to my, I used the motivation, sure, but she did do some damage to my self-esteem. So instead of feeling like I was, I could get better at something, I struggled even more with the things I wasn't good at because in the back of my brain, it's like this lady planted that seed, you know, so I'm saying all that to say, be clear about what you want. Don't let other people influence you in a negative way. You know, and a lot of people who claim to like you or love you even will not be supportive and will not push you and they will not uh, try to see you be successful because sometimes you being successful is a slight on them because that means they got to do something different or you won't be available when they call or you won't be able to do what they want you to do. And that's horseshit. Listen, that lady might have really believed um, that I wasn't smart enough. And that was just her opinion. And clearly she was wrong because I graduated and I'm still friends with a good chunk of the people that I was friends with in high school. I'm still friends with them. Um and it just it just was what it was. And but it, it it lit a fire inside of me because, you know, a lie when you hear a lie. Right. You know, when something's true and when it's not. I'm a person that lives very instinctively. I trust my instincts probably to a fault. I don't think that's true. I trust them. And they've led me to a pretty good uh, life. <laughs> and I've made some uh, I err on the side of caution, but I'm almost always good with that because, you know, I'm a risk taker, but I'm a calculated risk taker. I'm not going to just be like, let's drop this acid and go out and see what happens in the night because that's just not who I am. But if I think I can make some money and it's legal, I'm going to (laughs) try. You know what I mean? I ain't going to jail to try to make money. That's stupid. Um, Why would I try to attain more freedom with money and do something dumb that would possibly lock me up. That's the opposite of freedom, uh, which is why I don't understand drug dealers, uh, like these low level drug dealers. You never hear about the big kingpins for real, for real going to jail. Yes. Those top ones that, you know, El Chapo, that kind of thing. But there are a lot of people making money off the drug trade. You don't know who they are and you don't know what they do, but they never go to jail. I digress. Whatever you need to motivate you, whatever you have inside of you that pushes you to the next level, you got to believe you were born to do something. And it can't just be to sit on the couch and play video games. Uh, That's not a life. 
and it's not a life of service. Speaking of which, I feel like I came here to serve by spreading positive energy, motivation, uh, education when it's, you know, necessary. I'm not an educator. And, you know, just like I'm not a religious person, but I, I have a spiritual bent to me, no doubt. I believe in God and I believe um, with God all things are possible. And I know it's true. And you don't got to believe that if you don't want to. I'm not an evangelist. Here's the thing. I believe I'm here to serve in that capacity with storytelling. That's what this podcast is. Me sharing a bunch of stories uh, that I find interesting and I think can help people. I watched that Joker shit over the weekend. Listen, I'm not mad at anybody who can convince a studio to put money behind them and put out a product. Amazing. That is something that has befuddled me for 25 years. So good for them. However, that story is so dark and so grim. And I get, I see the taxi driver influence. Um, and taxi driver for me, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it was De Niro and Scorsese. I don't know. It, it was dark and grim, but I can still watch that. The Joker was just like, I guess it was the weird laughing and... I know that the Batman tie is there. It was just a weird bridge because, you know, I I just don't understand how that story helps the world. And I'm not condemning it. I'm not criticizing it. It is what it is. Joaquin Phoenix was amazing, you know, and way to show his deformity. I mean, he has something going on with his shoulder blade. And I mean, he had his shirt off a lot. And, uh, you know, you can see it he has like a birth thing going on, like some sort of, uh, I want to call it birth defect, but I guess that's what it is. I mean, and kudos to him. Cause he, I hope he went into therapy after that because what they edit down, if, if someone immerses themselves in that 24 seven, yeah, you may only be involved with it for two hours, but they've been this dude for like a couple of years. Yo, I hope he got therapy because that was some dark, grim. The Joker from like uh, Tim Burton's Batman's are long gone. Is <laughs> <It's> no jokes. <laughs> it was all grim. Um, and the one part I found myself laughing at, I was like, "This is not funny. Like this, I shouldn't laugh at this at all." Uh, it was very, very dark, very subversive. If that's your jam, great. But you know. I I can I could spend the rest of my life not watching anything quite that dark. And um it's probably because of all the things I've seen in the last 2 years with my job, but yeah. Uh I t- I need to either stick to historical dramas or comedies. Um that's that's what I like. <laughs> and history I can watch if it's grim uh mainly because I know that's how we got here. The something like Joker is dark and grim. And then there was one scene where he was dancing and they were playing that Gary Glitter song. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, dun, dun, dun. They played at every sporting event. That dude, the real dude who sings that song is a known child predator. He is a child um, sex trafficker, I think. I know he definitely has a history. He is on the run. Uh, from the law for having sex with like children. I want to say girls, 
but they're all like 12, 13 for little girls. Um, and he is a fugitive. So it really troubles me that they always use that song because that makes him money. And he, you're funding child sex trafficking. So yeah, a lot of that really bothered me. So I don't know. I guess I'm just getting old. I'm not going to placate anybody. I'm not just getting old. That's just not my brand of story. And kudos to Todd Phillips. He had a vision and he put it out there. Uh, And I, that's just not, I just, I can't, I don't know. I just really can't watch that kind of stuff anymore. I don't see how that makes the world a better place. But I guess if people are entertained, that's all you need. I guess. I don't know. And I won't ever find out (laughs) because I can't imagine wanting to commit myself to two to five to 10 years of development on something quite that dark. Um, Yeah, it was just it was really, really interesting. Uh, I battled. I should have just shut it off, but I was like, I can gut it out. I'm going to watch it to the end. I don't know. Anyway, I hope you uh, found something of value in this podcast. (laughs) I mean, that movie really uh, messed me up, man. I was just like, whoa, what the fuck did I just watch? And then it's like, how am I going to, you know, process this before I go to sleep? So anyway, find what it is you're passionate about and be great at it. That's the whole point. I think we were born here to be great at something. And, you know, like, that's not my cup of tea, but that a lot of people found value in that and a lot of people enjoyed it. Um... But I mean, right now during a pandemic where so many people are um, not healthy and people are afraid and so many people have died. And I know it came out in the fall, but it takes a lot to make me go watch a movie in a theater these days. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just that is not a pandemic film. That's not something you want to watch when people are cooped up and tired and stressed out about money and worried about their health, worried about their loved ones. I mean, ooh, it was a lot. So anyway, I hope you have something that motivates you. Uh, Being told I wasn't smart. And if you notice, I mentioned how smart I am a lot. (laughs) And that all goes back to somebody looking me in my face at like, uh, because I was kind of young for my grades. So I was probably like 12 or 13. I think I was 13 when I started high school. And she said that to my face. And I was like, damn, how you gonna look? You've been pretending to like me all this time. You know, I I felt like I was one of her favorite students. And then for her to just look at me like that. And I was like, oh, and it turned on a light. I was like, that's why that bitch never picked me for the spelling bee, even though I was an excellent speller. Like, she thought I was an okay kid. Like, she probably liked me because I was a hard worker. I wasn't a troublemaker. I didn't really get into a lot of scrapes with anything or anybody. I kept to myself. And I did the work. And she liked that, but she didn't think I was smart. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect, but fuck her.
Thank you.